All your base are belong to us. Hello, and welcome to Fake Geek Girls, a podcast looking at nerdy pop pop culture from both a fan and critical perspective, encouraging the things we love to do better. I'm Missy, I'm a writer, and I'm reading Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which is a thousand pages long. Uh, and therefore, this is my shortest episode. I'm Mary, I'm a marketer, and I was on vacation for the past week, so I um, didn't do much either. So welcome to the world's shortest fake geek girls episode, which will probably somehow end up being really long. I well, okay. So the two things that I did, I've already talked about on the podcast. I'm pretty sure the two things I did, I have not. <laughs> so at least there's that. At least Mary will bring will be bringing you something fresh, 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 but uh, not me. Not I. You oh, you didn't grow up in California, but I wonder if Josh remembers Fresh Choice. It was a <laughs> it was a buffet. Oh, and it was I'm using air quotes fresh. Oh, okay. The way you said fresh, I thought of bridesmaids. Can I just tell you that I keep getting te- text messages from I don't know what it is. This is the third one. Mary, body language accounts for 55 percent of how we communicate. Learn ins and outs with this free micro course. Well, Mary, want to learn the best to delegate tasks to the right people? Set it, set your team up with, for success with this free micro course. <laughs> yeah. That's the third iron to delete it, though. Why don't you just block the number or something? Well, you know what? Maybe they'll give you a good course. Yeah. <laughs> maybe waiting. it's worth it. Maybe they'll give it to me for like, they'll, maybe they'll pay me. That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty sweet. It would be. I, I wish you all the luck on your journey. Uh, are you, are you ready to begin? The only other thing I've done is watch No Time to Die, which, spoiler alert for our next episode, kicked ass. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. I cried. I loved it. I legit cried. It was really good. So that's your, that's your spoiler uh, for next week's Biggest episode. Biggest flaw, too long. Yeah, and that's as, fair. As is true for almost all movies. It had two flaws, too long. I'd not enough of someone. Not enough on Adarmus. Oh, and not enough kiss. That is that. That's it. That's all you get. Yeah. The spoilers will come in next episode. Um, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. Well, I watched Hereditary again. Uh, I think that Missy's main main point of watching this again. Well, one because we had a friend that wanted to watch it, but two, she wanted to figure out how I could watch it. That was part of it. I also well because so the first time I watched it, I really liked parts of it, but I felt uh, I felt like it didn't quite connect the two pieces for me. And I was left feeling a little like uncertain about the ending. Uh, like I, I was just like, I don't feel like it really stuck the landing. I watched Midsommar and I felt the same the first time I watched it. And then I watched Midsommar again and I was like, oh, that kicked ass actually. So I should give Hereditary another try. But the thing about Hereditary is it is very scary. Like so scary. Um, so rewatching it was me trying to figure out, okay, is this movie better than i gave it credit for the first time i liked it i just didn't love it uh and also is there a way that mary can watch it i am terrified of scary movies like it's it's rough for me and i knew for sure i was like a lot of movies i can't see but i knew for sure this movie specifically i couldn't see one because missy told me and she knows she knows me best and when it comes to what i can i can't watch but two my husband watched it somebody who grew up from like watching horror movies like from as a child like legitimately watches horror movies as comfort movies and watches um gross movies 
and he he watched it and i asked him how he liked it and he goes that was fucked up <laughs> i was like well i guess i can't watch he goes that was really fucked up it is and he regrets saying that now because he really 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 wants me to watch it so he tries to st- he does be like no it really wasn't i'm like nah no it is said here's the thing here's the thing about well oh, let me get let me come back to that to the idea of it being really fucked up because it's true it is really fucked up um, but Hereditary, if you haven't seen it or if you haven't listened to the episode where I talked about it before, is a story about this family where it's about, I can't remember the character names. Oh, it's Annie is played by Tony, Tony Collette. Um, her mother dies and she and her mother were estranged. Um, and she has a daughter named Charlie who appears to maybe be coded autistic. Um, it's hard to say. And I do once again, Ari Aster, I love your horror movies, but the stuff with disability, I'm, I'm begging you <laughs> to get a sensitivity consultant. Um, maybe you did, but it's <laughs> not being neurotypical. Yeah. Being neurodivergent, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, disability and, and neurodivergence. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah um are often used for shock value and horror and it's not great and i think that um these movies can do better than that that's that's all i'll say about that um so the anyway uh the movie is about a family uh annie is the mother Uh, she's married to some dude whose name i can't remember um who was formerly her psychiatrist uh and then their two children uh charlie and peter uh, Peter is the older brother. Charlie is the younger daughter. Um, and Annie's mother has just died and she is dealing with that grief and things immediately go bad. Um, how do they go bad? You've probably heard, you've probably seen the memes. You've probably, you probably know, but I'm not going to spoil it for those who haven't. Um, this is a movie very much about intergenerational trauma. Um, hereditary as a title has several different meanings. Um, some of which are very literal, some of which are figurative. It deals a lot with mental health. Well, it does, it actually deals very little with mental health. It deals a lot with mental illness, um, and that kind of thing. Uh, it is the reason that I say, yes, it is fucked up. And also, yes, it is worth watching for you, Mary, is that because it is extremely fucked up, but the most fucked up parts of it are not the scary parts. Hmm. The most fucked up parts of it are the the tense, um, frightening atmosphere that these characters inhabit because they are unwilling, primarily Annie, um, to look at herself. Um, it is exceptionally well acted. It is exceptionally well directed. Uh, and on second watch, I appreciated it a whole lot more. Like I really, really, really enjoyed it on the second watch. Um, the way I have pitched it to Mary, and maybe if you are too scared to watch this movie, and I don't blame you at all, it is, it is very scary, and it earned, like, it earned the, the idea of it being a, a very, very scary movie. Like, uh, the thing with this, the thing with this movie is that, like, while watching it, I was very tense. Like, the, even the second time watching it, every, like, five minutes, I would consciously, like, meditation body scan and untense every muscle in my body because they were all tense again oh god um it's not it's not because it's scary all the way through there are there are scary moments all the way through but it's because of how 
emotionally charged and intense the scenes are. Hmm. Uh, it's not because something scary is happening at every minute. Um, but if you have not seen this movie and you want to see this movie, but you're scared, I find somebody in your life who can do exactly this, <laughs> what I have pitched to Mary, which is the movie has some scary moments, but there, the movie takes a distinct scary turn in the last probably 20 to 30 minutes of the movie. Um, what I have pitched to Mary, and this is, I, this is a fairly spoiler free method of, watching the movie without seeing the most horrifying bits um in terms of supernatural stuff uh when <laughs> when peter wakes up in his bed in the last 30 minutes of the movie close your eyes <laughs> have somebody narrate to you what is happening on the screen uh provided you're not afraid of gore uh you may reopen your eyes when they enter the treehouse which I have seen. Yeah, I've shown Mary the Treehouse scene. It's sweet. Yeah, because I knew you would. I knew you would like that. And I feel like if if you can watch it with your eyes closed between Peter waking up in the bed and going into the treehouse, I feel like if you could just if you could skip that part with just me telling you what happens, you will enjoy the movie. It's just that 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 section is so fucking scary, and the reason it's so scary is it's a mixture. Uh, first of all, in that part of the movie, you find out who the protagonist is. It's kind of, you're not a hundred, the, the movie leads you to intentionally to believe that one person is a protagonist and then it's revealed that actually somebody else is a protagonist. And the horror at the end of the movie comes from, you know, what happens to the protagonist. Um, it's, it's very like that last 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is. I didn't actually time it. I just paid attention to what was happening. Um, there's one part in particular <laughs> that gets just <laughs> like if you if you know you know <laughs> if you know you fucking know and the reason the reason I say that part in particular is I mean it scared the shit out of me but like while watching the movie I wasn't that scared I was very tense but not that scared um, and even that night I went to sleep no problem it wasn't haunting my dreams or anything uh, but then one night like two weeks later in the middle of the night I heard a a weird sound and i woke up and my brain said hey remember that fucked up scene in hereditary let's think about that let's think about that uh and i did i thought about it and it was <laughs> it was rough um i did now when i watched it the second time i had to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and then i thought about it again <laughs> um so you know there's always the potential for that but if you don't see it and you only hear it maybe it won't be so bad I, the sound design in this movie is great. <laughs> so, you know, um, my opinion of Hereditary on second watch, it was a lot better than I gave it credit for on the first watch. Um, I still think I still th I prefer Midsommar for a lot of reasons. Um, but Hereditary is much scarier. And I feel like if you liked Midsommar, you'll probably like Hereditary. So, yeah, I think you'll really like it. You just can't watch those 15 minutes check back for confirmation yeah i look forward to to you watching it me too um i read the hating game by sally thorne right yeah sally thorne which is a very cute book about two people lucy and joshua and lucy's real name is lucinda which josh uses like often which i think is so cute anyways they work together 
in a newly formed um, company, a publishing house that was a merger together. Josh is the assistant to the CEO of one company and Lucy is assistant to the CEO of the other company. And essentially they work across from each other um, and they hate each other or so Lucy thinks. And they play like they are so it is one of those things where it's like, Lucy hates him, but deep down, she clearly loves him. And Joshua clearly loves Lucy. And deep down, there is no hate for her whatsoever. Like, like, it's just like, Lucy, why are you so dumb? <laughs> um, and they play like games. So there's like the staring game where they'll just stop what they're doing and stare into each other's eyes until someone looks away. And the HR game where they'll, get really like inappropriate until someone goes uh, like says like I'm gonna tell HR and then that's kind of like a tap out um there's the mirror game where they mimic whatever each other does and like it's just absolutely ridiculous things you do in a playground when you know you like somebody I guess um and it is you know what this wasn't a slow burn pretty nice pretty nice not a slow burn uh pretty quickly it's like you know what Josh is horny for Lucy and he's going to let Lucy know. And um, yeah, it was super cute. It was really good. It didn't make me feel anxious. I feel like um, it's one of those ones where like the, the climax of it, like the, the part that's like supposed to be like, Oh no, now they're angry at each other. It wasn't really that big of a deal. It was mostly Lucy's insecurities, which was, which was nice. Um, but also kind of felt, it felt low stakes, which is fine. And I like that. I like having low stakes books, but I didn't expect it for this one because this book is really, really, really popular. It's like one of the most popular, like rom-com type books out right now. Um, but I guess that's true for Beatree too. It didn't feel like there was this big gigantic, oh no, now they might not get together, which is probably why I don't feel anxiety reading these books. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it was really cute and adorable. Do I, I don't know. I, I know why it's like really, really popular, but I think that, that of all the really, really popular books like it, like Beach Read or something similar. Um, well, I think it's just as good as the Unhoneymooners. Let's, I just, you know, I can't, I can't just, I just can't, can't pr- like compare anything to Beach Read because it's just going to fail. <laughs> Beach Read was so good. Uh, anyways, the hating game was super cute and I'm, excited to say that they are making a movie that's coming out in december and it is starring lucy hale as lucy and some other guy as josh i don't know who he is some other guy <laughs> well i know who lucy hale is is because she is the main girl from pretty little liars oh i see and um she's very short and so is lucy and in the book for some reason i was telling Missy about this earlier in the book joshua is like six four six five like he's really tall and lucy is five foot and it's one of those things where like when you're reading oh yes i love a good size difference but like in real life you're kind of like you think about it and you're like well that's kind of weird that's 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 a really really big height i'm okay with it like, I'm okay with it, but that's one of those things. Chase where, your bliss. Yeah, chase your bliss. Absolutely. But it's also one of those things where it's like, it sounded good on paper, but then you look at it and you're like, mm, maybe we can't make this movie real life, <laughs> this, these heights. Um, so I want to see him kiss with that big of a height difference. I hope so. I'm going to see him. How do you, like, do you just kind of go sideways? Also, in the, in the movie, he is not attractive. Look, look at him. Not attractive. <laughs> 
not attractive. He's like, so part of it is, so she's always wanted to work at a publishing house, almost like clearing house. <laughs> uh, oh, here's, here's their height difference. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like they are, they are pretty, they're pretty different in height. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see them kiss just, you know, in general. Um, he was supposed to be a doctor and, um, ended up not being a doctor. His whole family is doctors and he has to deal with, um, that and the judgment of his family. And, um, it's just, I can't wait to, like, this is going to be such a cute, easy, like, fun rom-com movie to watch. Like, they go paintballing and she gets sick and he has to take care of her. And there's another boy that likes her and then he's very angry at the other boy and, and, and gets angry and very jealous. And he's, you know, it's just very cute. Um, that's all I got to say about the hating game. It was super cute. If you like enemies to lovers, that's not a slow burn immediately. You're going to get what you want, but still get a little bit of that hate, a little bit of that. Um, cause the whole thing is, is their, their promotion came up and they're both, um, gunning for the promotion and whoever, if he gets it, he's her boss. And so she resigns and she gets it. She's his boss and he will probably resign. So one of them is losing their job essentially. Um, and, but they have to like, you know, still be competitors while also doing it. And that's hard, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I hope that the movie doesn't hold back. Like, like this isn't a spicy book, right? It's not spicy, but it is, you know, I hope they don't hold back in like some of the things that happen in, in the book. Like just, just, just let them have a raging boner. It's fine. <laughs> please multiple times um don't don't sugarcoat this it doesn't need to be sugarcoated let them have weird awkward um height different sex i'm into it you it's the um they should get the camera person from the almighty johnsons I, yeah basically <laughs> actually th- their sex isn't awkward but i i'm sorry but how could it not be there are positions. I yes, this is true. There, there, there are, there are. But like the first time, I don't know. They even she even says in the book, she's like, it's not supposed to be like this. Their first time. <laughs> Anyways, it was cute. I if you like that kind of stuff, if you like beach read on honeymooners, um, stuff like that, then you will definitely like this. If you like those, you've probably already read this. To be honest, because it's so popular. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Um, I would like to tell you about some sponsors. Would you? That seems very unlike you. I would. I every day I wake up and I say, "What sponsor can I tell Mary about today?" You only came up with two. I only came up with two. (laughs) I'm going to tell you every day, (laughs) and only got two. I know. (laughs) I'm slacking. Uh, One of our sponsors for the show is Jeff Stevens Games, producer of best-selling fifth edition adventures and supplements. 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 Like. A Kickstarter going on right now, all through October, called Whoa. Potbellied Kobolds Guide oh, to shit. Villains and Lairs. Jeff Potbellies. Jeff has assembled an amazing team to develop vis- villains. I don't know why I can't talk. Because it's seven o'clock at night. My apologies to Jeff Stevens. I'm sorry I'm mangling your advertisement. It's not past my bedtime. God, I don't go to bed at 7 p.m. I'm not that old, but I'm getting there. <laughs> getting there. Getting there. Um, anyway. Jeff has assembled an amazing team to, to develop villains and layers for your fifth edition game. Writers include Ed Greenwood, Ginny jo- uh, D, 
Justice Armand, Kat Evans, Anthony Joyce, Maxine Henry, John Ford, Richard Green, and many others. Go to Kickstarter, search for Potbellied Kobold's Guide to Villains and Lairs, and support the campaign. And I would also like to tell you about another Jeff Stevens book. Uh, once again, I have chosen not to read this ahead of time. <laughs> so that we can, I think that's best. We can go on a we can go on a ride. <laughs> I try to figure out if this is going to be like a fun happy adventure or horror so far i think they're both horror this is blink uh blink 182 no oh blinsky's toy shop fun or scary what do you think both i think you're right our friend blinsky the toy maker and Velaki with the cute monkey wearing a pink tutu (laughs) so far so good recently received a large inheritance from a longtime client blinsky used the inheritance to create an island and toy shop in the middle of lake zourvich Zour bitch? Zour bitch. Oh, what a sour bitch. I hope I said that right. Uh, calling it Blinsky's Toy Shop of Marvels. I, so far, so good. The inheritance also included a silver tiara kept safe in a black satin-lined ivory box. Blinsky thought the item to be too beautiful to keep in the box and thought it would look so cute on his precious Piccolo. So he pra- placed the tiara on Piccolo's head. Sadly, as Barovian luck would have it, the tiara imprisoned the soul of an evil wizard who not only controls Piccolo, but has also animated many of the toys in the shop. This sounds like a game we would play. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was going well there for a bit until the evil wizard got imprisoned. In a monkey. It, it, I think it was in the um It imprisoned it got the monkey. It got Piccolo. Is Piccolo, Isn't the-, Piccolo the monkey? Probably. You're probably right. The entire time I was thinking the, the toy maker was the monkey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Twist. <laughs> um, Adventures in Supplements isn't the only thing Jeff Stevens Games creates. There's even a talk show called Jeff Talks RPGs available on Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. On the show, Jeff speaks with RPG industry creators and players about topics in the RPG industry. He's even interviewed Ed Greenwood. Hey. Be sure to visit jeffstevensgames.com and subscribe to their mailing list for a free 5e. Free. 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 This is what it's like when I talk to my grandma on the phone and we say hello <laughs> back and forth. For I've been Missy for, what, 19 years. And this is how she answers her family. Hello? Hello. 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 Every fucking time. <laughs> we do that for fully... Like at least four, five times. Yeah. It's a game now with my grandma. We try to see who's going to give up first. Uh, (laughs) Be sure to visit jeffstevensgames.com and subscribe to their mailing list for a free free 5e PDF supplement. Free V. 5e, free V. Sure. Yep. Um, I have another another thing to tell you about today. You ready? One more thing. It's a good thing. One more thing. It's dwarven rations. Ah, shit. Dwarven rations make artisanal cakes with a dedication to quality. I do love cakes. These cakes are made in Bermuda and shipped worldwide and have been for over 20 years. That's a lot. It's old, not older than me. No. Mm-mm, unfortunately. These cakes sound like they're old enough to, to drink, which is good because they uh, many of them are rum cakes. <laughs> uh, there are many flavors. <laughs> there are many flavors in the line, including traditional lemon and Madagascar vanilla. Chocolate, light and fluffy, yet brownie-like. 
Swizzle, Michigan cherries, apricots, oh. pineapple, orange and lemon. Think a rum punch. Oh, so coconut, good. coconut shreds with rum, so a pina colada flavor, and rum and ginger, apricots and ginger in the spirit of a dark and stormy. Um, each box includes a random tabletop RPG die. Who doesn't love that? I love free. Hoomst. Hoomst among us. Hoomst a moomst. Does not love a free die. The moomst of the hoost. What are, right. you, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's seven. Um, they even offer their own special, incredibly low-cost custom advertising cake kits for people who want a new merch product for your fan base, but without having to buy, pay, ship inventory, etc. Um, Dwarven Rations will do all that for you, and they will send you the cash as the cakes sell, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Great for starting up merch as it has little to no upfront cost. Uh, all these cakes are fantasy themed and made by a dedicated group of gamers, nerds, and artists. They are currently working out of the the Bermuda Rum Cake Company in Bermuda, but are working to get the stateside bakery slash gaming center up and running in the coming months and years. To find out more, go to the webpage www.docglass.com slash dwarven rations. That's D-O-C-K-G-L-A-S-S dot com. So check that out. Look at those delicious cakes. Check, 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 check it out. What, 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 what's it all about? We already found out what it's all about. It's about cakes. Yeah, it's about cakes. I watched a movie I've seen at least 10,000 times. It's so good, though. I watched, I rewatched Practical Magic. I should do that. As you may know, I've had the month from hell. I don't know. They may not know. I've talked about it. Okay. Well, as as much as you think this is have a month from hell, it's worse. Uh, It's one thing after another. Like, this is how bad it is. Let me take let me take a little detour here to let we me have the time to tell you about to tell you about a l- just a little bit about what this month has been like. I had therapy this week, and uh, at my last uh, therapy session, my my therapist told me something along the lines of, "Well, I hope everything calms down for you soon." Uh, I opened this what, therapy what session. Joke. It has not calmed down. I, so we get midway through the, the therapy session, and I finally finished going over all of the weird, annoying. Um, difficult stuff that has happened this month and my therapist goes well i was gonna have you talk about shame today <laughs> but that sounds a little too difficult with what's everything everything that's been going on so let's do something different <laughs> <laughs> so, so i bring this anecdote up because i've had i've had a fucking time over the last month and also just to brag about my great therapist um i hope he listens <laughs> shout out to my great therapist <laughs> I watched so anyway. I went to therapy this week. That's what I've done. <laughs> I mean, I, it's true. I did. I did go to therapy this week. Everyone should. Yeah, it's great. Um. Anyway, I watch Practical Magic, um, which is also human. therapy. If you think about it, <laughs> Practical Magic is it's perfect. Really, okay, if you haven't seen Practical Magic, it is a movie about the Owens family, uh, a family of witches who were cursed by an ancestor who, um was hanged for being a witch and she basically put a curse on the family that no one will ever fall in love because if you do your partner's gonna die which is a real shitty curse maria yeah, to do your own family maria yeah maria come on anyway um it follows uh sally owens and jillian owens sally is played by sandra bullock jillian is played by nicole kidman nicole kidman gets involved with a bad dude Real bad. And then they accidentally murder him. It happens. And then they bring him back to life. You know what? All these things just happen. And then they kill him again. <laughs> They've made it right. And then he haunts them. Well, that's what they get. Um, so this movie is, uh, it was very poorly received by critics. 
And they have no taste. They don't have any taste because this movie is an aesthetic charm. It is an aesthetic marvel, even. Um, is is the story excellent? No. <laughs> is the love, love is the love story the least interesting I have ever seen in a movie when it should be great? Yes. That's how good the movie is, though. The love story fucking sucks. I don't think it's that bad. It should be really good. It should be. But it should be so bad. good. But that man shows up on the scene, and I'm like, ugh, get out. This is not the bad man. That guy sucks. He had it coming. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about the detective. Um, bleh. <laughs> and it's not, it's not his fault. The movie just, like, clearly wasn't that interested in the love story, which, whatever. Um, this movie is absolutely charming and i love it to pieces i think it's not very good (laughs) but it's one of those things where like it doesn't have to be good i'm not here for i'm not here for like to have my brain tested i'm not here to think deeply it just feels good i'm here to watch women put a spell on people i like it i like that i want to live in everybody knows the practical magic house is like dream goals it's true. I like I want to live in that house. I love the feeling of watching the movie. For a while it was the scariest movie I could tolerate. Wow. Um, it's not scary guys at all. There's a ghost in it. There's some frogs. I love the frogs. The frogs are great. It was the the ghost is quite scary. Yeah. A Jillian gets possessed. Basically if you like that one Dixie Chicks song, you'll like it. Yeah, if you're a goodbye Earl fan, yeah. or if you're, you know, the new the new way, if you're a nobody no crime fan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like, Stevie- that's the name of the song. I was thinking I couldn't remember the name of the song. Yeah, if you like, uh, I actually don't like. That. I think it's fine. If you like Stevie Nicks, yeah. If you like witchy shit, but like very nineties witchy shit. Yeah, it's very um kind of crunchy. Yeah. You know, kind of granola. But like a granola, like not like they're not going to do like hikes. They're not anti-vax. No. And they're not doing hikes and they're not making their own granola. They're like. They're living my dream life is yeah. what they're doing. And and I love that for them. I would say the two the two movies that if you ever want to understand the adult that I grew into, the two movies that you should watch are Practical Magic and Fried Green Tomatoes. Mine would be probably um what would mine be if you want to understand the person i grew up to be probably heathers and lost unicorn which is terrifying i love that for you but um, <laughs> i think if you really knew me i think that would be accurate yeah i can see and like and, and clueless mm, maybe i'll do clueless and heathers mm-hmm. but no, i think cre- that's true. yeah no i'd say that because the creepiness of the lost unicorn i think can be kept up by heathers mm-hmm. and yeah i would say probably clueless and heathers are yeah. the two that if you really wanted to know who i was as a person that that's it and like throw a bunch of disney in there i feel like like practical magic and fried green tomatoes are two goals that i'm always striving for now if you ask me what melissa what the fuck does that mean <laughs> what do you mean that you are striving for these goals of movies i i can't explain it but i'll know it when i get there <laughs> I will I will understand. When you know you'll be jumping off of a roof. Yeah. Well, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I'll know. <laughs> when you've murdered somebody in a cute outfit. Um done. <laughs> um 
Practical Magic is cotton candy in movie form. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I don't need. I don't need. Ev- like, I don't want anybody here to to think that I, you know, because I read all this bullshit about signs and signifiers, delus, and that I have some kind of um really dignified outlook on life where I don't consume popcorn films. Let me tell you, baby. 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 I consume popcorn films. <laughs> We're so funny. Um I love Practical Magic and I won't apologize. I had a great time rewatching it. Uh just I you know, remake it, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I would I would be down for a remake. Do that love story better it deserves to be better but the like the recipe is real good oh yes the that, recipe is that's real why good. it should be good yeah like it should be so good and when i say recipe i mean recipe yeah like like put it in a in a like a recipe like yes. her recipe is good. yes no like absolutely i haven't read the book yet i will someday i didn't know it was no i didn't know there's a book. there's like a, a three or four of them i think hmm. the the last one just came maybe out Maybe we need to do that the last one just came out yeah i guess maybe we need to do that for an episode oh that's a good idea mm. Mm. um anyway We're suffice of it. suffice to say i love practical magic uh it's just like the perfect comfort food film for me, which is funny because a man is abusive and dies and is resurrected and then dies and then possesses somebody. So it's kind of weird to say it's a comfort food movie, but like they're Watch living, know. they're living my dream life. They're out there on Whidbey Island. It's true. Growing things. You they can have go a big visit the shop. Sunroom. Well, it's, it's not really the shop. No, but that's where they had the shop. Yeah, it looks quite different. But it's mermaids now. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's mermaids now. Lots of mermaids. Um, they are. They have a big sunroom full of plants. Uh, they're always eating chocolate brownies. Uh, they've got a big spiral staircase. What's not to like? It's true. I just like. I am what I am. I am what I am. And what I am is practical um, magic. A girl who grew up watching practical magic. And that's all I have to say for myself. Okay. I don't. I don't need to defend myself. Uh, the last thing, the second and last thing I have is I read the Seven Heaven, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Mary which, read the novelization of television series Seventh Heaven. <laughs> she read everyone. Well, let me tell you, it is not. <laughs> uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is a book that I kept seeing on like book talk and stuff as being like really really good and it was another one of like Mexican gothic of like this isn't like a lot of the other books I'm seeing it's it is like Mexican gothic because they both feature a character in a dress on the cover and you don't see their head accurate accurate <laughs> you know what you're accurate I haven't seen I haven't read either of these you books. would like both um, you would like this not as much as you. You're going to love Mexican Gothic, but um, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I can talk about unlike a Mexican Gothic. Um, it's about a woman who um hires. Well, she hires a magazine company, but really she's hiring this one writer to tell her story. And um, Evelyn Hugo is basically based off of like Elizabeth Taylor kind of character and somebody else i can't remember who it is but essentially imagine the most like famous 
actress from the 50s and 60s and 70s and um imagine they had seven husbands and all this all this like drama and never really kind of came out with any information about their lives and was really really secretive and then suddenly wants to tell her life story and it was what i really liked about this is that she made some fucked up decisions and like the beginning was a little hard to read for me so like she when she's young she knows she's half puerto rican and it doesn't she does she's definitely white passing but it makes her look very like she's very beautiful uh like she's just absolutely gorgeous she looks very different than a lot of other girls and women um and she's just she's supposed to be just like drop dead gorgeous and but she knows that at a young age so in the beginning it's kind of hard to read because she does use that and that means that sometimes you're reading about grown men um uh, essentially sexually assaulting this this 14 year old 15 year old um so so and and the way that she talks about it is so matter-of-factly and it's just kind of sad in that she used that um she, she has absolutely no regrets about it and i and i can get behind that like she has no regrets in using her body in the way that she did and she says through the whole thing she's like i did bad things and i regret none of them and i would do them all over again and it kind of just goes through her it's mostly her life and telling her story about how she went from nothing to becoming this actress and um and the whole thing, I mean, you learn pretty quickly the story she wants to tell is her story, right? But it's also the story of her greatest love, which, spoilers, this is big spoilers, but you find out pretty early, not any of her husbands, <laughs> actually another actress um, who they had to hide because they were in the 50s and they couldn't be two women in love. And, um, so it goes through her being with men and, and how that affected their relationship and the times in which they didn't see each other and the times in which they did and how they were able to be together. And, um, there was some really emotional stuff about when AIDS and was happening and how this group of people dealt with it in a way in which they could, they could do the most good, um, without to either outing themselves and potentially you know for some of them potential violence against them and not taking away from the movement so i thought that stuff was really really good um but kind of like the the whole thing about this book is that she she has this one woman who she hires to do it and she has the woman has no idea why like why on earth would this person choose me to write this book she has no idea who i am she has no clue i'm not gonna say why because i was very very surprised by what the reason was and i thought it was a really good twist and i thought the book did a really good job in making you feel something for somebody who's doing something very bad and somebody who's making poor life choices or somebody who really does deserve that sympathy in certain times and doesn't in others or um you know, going through an abusive relationship and just taking it and the repercussions on other women and what that means. Um, it was, it was, I think it deserves all the praise that it gets. Uh, like I said, it kind of is one of those books that you see. I see in a lot of this, these other books I, I read, like, you know, um, uh, lots of, um, either rom com books like The Hating Game uh, on Honeymooners and things like that. Or I see it a lot in like stuff, um, that has like, 
uh, a court of, a court of thorns and stuff like that. And there's always kind of this one where like, it doesn't seem to fit with the others. So I'm in my head, I'm like, it must be really good. And so far those books that I've read that don't really fit have been really good. So I, I would have never ever picked this book up if it weren't for that. Like I would have never been like, Hmm, this seems interesting. I'll read it. Same with Mexican Gothic. But, um, I think that they absolutely, especially Mexican Gothic, which is probably my favorite book I've read all year. Um, absolutely deserve the praise that they're getting. Um, the girl who wrote, oh, I didn't say who wrote, the girl who wrote Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Taylor Jen- Jenkins Reid, also wrote, uh, Instagram has just recommended me the Sassanac crate. Oh, yeah? A crate so I can be in Outlander. Good. Uh, no, don't. I don't. do not want to be Absolutely in Outlander. Absolutely don't be in Outlander. Um, so Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Jenkins Reid also, also wrote, um, Malibu Rising, which is something I want to read. I don't know anything about, but I keep seeing. Um, and she also wrote Daisy Jones and the Six, which is like, oh, okay. I've heard uh, of that one. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a story about a, a girl in the seventies who's like, um, uh, uh, a singer in a band and that one's actually being made into a TV show, I think a TV show or a movie. Um, and it'd be interesting if they made, um, uh, seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo into a show. Um, I think it would probably be either really good or very boring. Um, if, however they handle it, but, um, it was good. And I highly suggested if anything, any of that sounds interesting to you. And, um, I, yeah, I really liked it. It was super good. And I really liked Evelyn. She's a piece of shit in the best way. You love to hear it. I, you know, I just love a good piece of shit. You, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I love a good piece of shit. She's a piece <laughs> of shit and I love her and she knows it, but she, like she said, she's like, I would, I would not change one thing that I did. I love a good, deeply flawed character. Oh, she's so much. So flawed, Missy. I love it. She's so flawed. I love and it. what you find out what she what she's done, like some of the things she's done, you're just like, well, you're you've made some choices, girl. <laughs> girl. Girl. It was good. I really liked it. I think you would nice. like it too. Not like Mexican Gothic, though. That's a that's such a good book. It is it is on my list to read. Um, I have marked it. Want to read. Uh, so that's it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, 45 minutes. I will tell you about Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell at some point in the future when I finish it. I'm about halfway through. Maybe in a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be a couple because I'm, it's taken me about two weeks to read half. So, um, you can find us online at fakegirlscast.com, which has links to all of our past episodes. Also has a link to our excellent podcast network, Penwich Studio. Check that out. Um, if you like this podcast, consider leaving us a review on your podcast service of choice. You can say, I loved it or I hated it. Um, I hope if you hated it that you're not listening anymore because you should do something with your time that you enjoy. Um, but you know what? You do you. You do you. I'm, I'm not living your life. If this is how you want to live it. This is how you ought to live it. Uh, next time, we are going to be talking about the Daniel Craig Bond films. Pretty jazzed pretty jazzed on a lot of levels yeah seriously to talk about the the daniel craig bond films jazz Jazz to be done jazz to be done with james bond jazz bond (laughs) jazz bond (laughs) that wasn't funny but i i said it anyway i thought it was funny thank you you're welcome the next after that we'll be talking about new moon not jazzed about that (laughs) but i have nobody nobody to fucking blame nobody 
that song is about how there's nobody to blame but me. Uh, after it's th- such a good conversation, though. If it's yeah. going to be like Twilight, it's a good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after that, we'll be talking about Dairy Girls, which I literally know nothing about. So I can't give you a little sneak sneak peek. What I know is every time I see it on Netflix, I think it says Derby Girls. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. It says Dairy Girls. It's not an uh, I. It comes highly recommended. But other than that, I don't know shit about it. Nothing. There's girls in it. There are girls in it. And it and takes I, place in England? I think it takes place in the UK. In the UK. Anarchy and in the UK. <laughs> that becomes, year by year, that becomes fucking funnier. <laughs> Every goddamn year it becomes funnier. Do you, did, I, did I send you the headline that was like the guy from, from the Sex Pistols saying like, oh, these... Americans in Portland or whatever trashing their city and like the person writing the article was like says the anarchy the UK basis <laughs> it was great I hope it is he's con- a bad person isn't he yeah there's uh there's some bad some badins in that band anyway dairy girls we'll be talking about it um so that's it all right catch you on the flip side <laughs>